All right, welcome back to Technology for Business Sake. And, you know, we're right in the heart of the holiday season. We're coming down to the end. A lot of people are out buying things or in their house buying things because we like buying things online. And, oh, it was about two months ago, I had the pleasure of attending a really cool event from the folks at SAS. They're at one of their leadership summit events. And I had a chance to talk to Tamara Grusberg, who is the Senior Director of Analytics and Research for Gilt, Gilt Group. And I thought this is a perfect time to talk about online retailing, big data, and how do you leverage big data to build stronger relationships with customers. So Tamara, thank you for joining me today. Sure, my pleasure. So before we jump into big data, online retailing, customer engagement, all that good stuff, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your personal background. Of course. Uh, I've been working in the area of uh, data analytics for over 15 years. I started my career uh, with financial services, big banks, credit cards, retail banking, spent over nine years there, then moved to marketing consulting area, and about two and a half years ago, got a call from a cool and hot startup in New York City called Guild, um, and it was a perfect opportunity for me. I was thinking about joining online retailing space for a while. It was a perfect opportunity for me to see how data analytics can be leveraged in this area. For those of you who don't know, Guild.com um, is a relatively young company. Um, we are only just five years old, and uh, we are one of the pioneers in the flash sales space online in the U.S., which means that we are offering new and exciting products across different verticals, and we have sales starting, new sales starting every day at noon uh, with a limited inventory uh, for um, sought-after brands in women, men apparel, home goods, kid stuff, gourmet food, uh, what have you. So my role at Guild is to lead customer analytics and research team and um, basically figure out how can we get so personal with the customers that they will just say, I shop at Guild because Guild gets me and Guild knows what to offer at every point of my online shopping journey. So maybe you could fill us in about how many people actually come to the site shop at the site and any kind of membership numbers you can tell tell us about? Uh, well, we have about, um, I would say, mm, well over, I would say well over 5 million what we call active members. And um, these are the people that come to the site um, on a regular basis. Obviously, the number changes somewhat when you consider different time frames. But we have a pretty large group of people that we are in constant contact with. Them, uh, send, them, send them emails around um, new sales that are starting and, and um, figuring out what makes sense for them. I would assume that having 5 million active folks coming to the site monthly, that must provide a lot of information that you can kind of capture about them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I would say for a data geek like me, uh, <laughs> having access to all of this information is just 
imagine a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> I know it, it sounds corny, but it is actually true. We know a lot about people that come to the site because it's a membership site, which means that in order to come and browse our sales, you have to register. You have to provide us with your email address and create a password. So every time you visit, we actually know that you visited and how you used our site. Um, so on top of all of the transactional information, when you purchase, we know what you purchased, when, um, what type of brands you like. But on top of that, we also know how frequently you visit and when you visit, what area of the sites are the most interesting for you and things of that sort. So as you said, you're like a kid in a candy shop with <laughs> information. But I mean, we hear the term big data. How has this wealth of information changed the way that you go about doing what you do? Well, uh, big data is a new term and not so a new term, <laughs> right? So as, as I mentioned, I started uh, my career in data analytics a while ago in financial industry. And if you think about financial industry, they've always dealt with big data. Obviously, it's the scale is, is very different, but at the end of the day, you, you try to get your hands on as many data elements as possible to figure out what is the right thing to do for the customer at every given point in time. In order to be able to utilize it, of course, you have to have a pretty solid infrastructure, um, and uh, we have a great scalable data warehouse here at Guild. It's built internally and maintained internally. So our data engineering team um, are the wizards that can collect all of this disparate information from disparate sources. You're talking about visitation, browsing, also email information, because we send so many emails. We are interested in the fact that people are opening, clicking our emails when they're interacting with our emails. All of this information is available in our data warehouse plus, obviously, transactional information, preferences, weight listing, demographics information. Um, all of this is in our centralized data warehouse location, and we have various tools that allow us to access the data warehouse and uh, perform different kinds of analysis. Recently, um, Accenture came out with a, their customer, uh, a customer survey study they did, and one of the things that really stood out to me was 48% of the respondents said a tailored experience is critical to a strong customer relationship. How are you guys going about delivering that tailored experience, that personalized experience that goes from, you know, the mass appeal to you know, being able to almost sort of like have a one-on-one -on -one experience with folks that come to the site? Well, um, I can tell you that for us it's absolutely mandatory to do that for, for various reasons. First of all, I personally believe that with us having an expertise in this area and having access to all of this information, we just don't have any excuse not to be personal. Uh, and uh, also, in addition to this, just think about our business model. We are selling uh, various products across various verticals, uh, very different brands that change every day. So when for example, we send out an email and we send out um, our daily sale reminder email every day. Um, we have to provide you with enough information that will entice you to come to the site. And when you have 
around 40 new sales starting every day, there is absolutely no way we're going to fit information about all of the 40 sales into one email template. So it is absolutely mandatory for us to figure out what are these three, five, seven sales that make sense to put on the email for you that would tell you, wow, Guild has something for me today. I have to go and check this out. Um, so we have this personalization algorithm that we are consistently um, improving, developing, and improving again that helps us to figure out what are the right sales to put in front for uh, in front of you every day in your email and then also on the site. With all that information and all, all the abilities to turn that into a personalized experience, what are some of the bigger challenges that you have? Is it timing? Is it aggregating the data? What are some of the big challenges in creating those personalized experiences with all this information? Well, I would say big challenge is really uh, more methodological and philosophical than technical. Uh, I mean, there are obviously tactical challenges on, the, on a daily basis that we are working through. But when you think about this personalized experience, I think one of the most interesting questions is how do you find the balance between being 100% personalized versus having this opportunity and this space to introduce your customers to something new? Because Guild is a curated site, and we pride ourselves on our ability to find new and exciting designers that people might not necessarily hear about or know about, um, but something that definitely has a potential. So when you're 100% personalized and you're only basing your recommendations based on, histo uh, on historical behavioral information, you basically don't have this um, opportunity to offer something new. So I would say this is one of the bigger problems that we are trying to tackle within our personalization algorithm. Wow, that's just so. I uh, see. I almost feel like I'm in that candy store with you because I love the candy <laughs> too. But what are some of the uh, metrics, the pla the places that you're measuring uh, to see how successful these campaigns are? Are you looking at some some conversion rate metrics, or what are some of the things that you're actually really focused in on to say whether something is working or whether it's not? Well, definitely conversion is one of our biggest and the most important KPIs because we are in the business of selling merchandise and making money. So we want to make sure that people like our merchandise well enough to spend money on our site. But in addition to that, we definitely um, pay attention to what we call engagement metrics. Um, interaction with email, how people are uh, engaged with our emails through open rates and click rates, how frequently they're visiting the site. Um, then we are actually following the customer behavior throughout the tunnel to see where the potential drop-offs are happening, and this information gives us uh, an idea for uh, site experience improvements. Um, we also have a referral program, um, and we are very much interested in our existing members inviting their friends to join the site, because through a lot of analysis, we um, 
figured out that our referral channel is one of the most profitable acquisition channels for us. We are obviously active in all um, other types of acquisition channels out there, online advertising. We recently launched a TV ad. Uh, I'm not sure if um, you've seen it, but we just started oh. um, a month ago. But uh, our referral channel is still one of our um, biggest and most successful ones. So we are, we are measuring engagement of our members and customers by looking at the frequency when they invite their friends to join the site and how many of them join and then turn into loyal customers themselves. So we know some of the metrics you're looking at. So let's talk about what, what are some of the results? Are you seeing uh, revenue increases? Oh, what are you seeing as you bring this information together and you track using those metrics? Oh, we are definitely see, seeing solid uh, conversion and revenue increases. And um, I can very confidently say that because in almost all of our campaigns, when we introduce certain changes or test certain hypotheses or certain algorithms, we always have um, very solid uh, design of experiment framework. So we have tests and controls, people that are exposed to new treatments versus people that are not exposed to new treatments. So at the end of the day, we can always measure the impact of the particular treatment. And uh, we are consistently seeing um, double-digit incremental return on investment with types of tools that we are developing using big data analytics. So having just a really great conversation with Tamara Grusbarg from uh, Guilt Group. Tamara, I, I, this may be hard for you to, to kind of picture, but what would your life be like without these analytic tools that you're using today? Well, it's really, I, I can tell you that Guilt started as they, um, I mean, it's an online retailer, definitely, but it's a very advanced um technological and analytical company as well. Uh, so there was never really time when Guild existed without <laughs> analytics. Uh, it was probably different type of analytics, um, but the, the, uh, the company overall, um, the executives are extremely data-driven and analytics-driven. So it's just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been Guild. Right. Guilt without analytics is not guilt. No, not guilt. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to ask one last question because, I mean, we talk about, you know, the transactional and the activity and the behavioral, but how has social media, how has social networks changed the way that you uh, capture data around customers and potential customers, and uh, how do you see it changing the way you do so in the future? So uh, social media is definitely a very, very, very interesting area for us, something that we pay a lot of attention to. We are not currently integrating social media data at the user level, if you will, right? So we cannot really go into the data warehouse and say that this person has so many friends on Facebook and this is this person's interest on Facebook. And... Personally, I'm not sure that this is where we're going to go in the near future, but we have a lot of information um, about trends and uh, what's going on with our Facebook community. It's a very 
interactive channel for us. Mm-hmm. We have a separate social media team that's uh, dedicated to interacting with our customers on Facebook, on Twitter. We are utilizing it a lot um, for the customer services purposes, for example, in, in lieu of making a phone call, people actually can come to our Facebook page and resolve a question right there because all of these areas are consistently monitored by our um, representatives. We are also using data analytics tools um, in conjunction with social media when we are uh, monitoring the sentiment on the web, sentiment about oh, yeah. guilt on the web. We have we built out our again our internal text mining um, tools that allow us to understand what's going on and give pointers again to our social media specialists and our customer service representatives if their attention is needed. And how is mobile uh, impacting the way that you're? Is mobile making a, a uh, you're able to capture the way people are shopping or getting the information that a lot of your people are using mobile devices to shop at this point? Or yes, okay, yes, Mob- mobile is definitely huge for us and becoming increasingly important. Um, mobile actually influences a lot uh, how we are looking at our standard KPI. I mentioned open and click rates on email. But you see trends with, with these metrics that do not necessarily point to the fact that we are doing something wrong with emails. It just shows that more and more people are interacting with us on mobile. So they might see an email in their email box and then go and launch their Guild app right away, which would not translate necessarily into open rate or click rate. Right, but definitely would translate into conversion and revenue. So we are paying a lot of attention to mobile, um, and it drives a lot of our decisions in terms of site experience, mobile experience, type of products that we are offering, and we are able to analyze this information pretty deeply. Well, tomorrow it sounds like you're going to be in the candy store for a very long time. <laughs> All the information <laughs> you have available to you. Hey, where can people, uh, you know, where can people go to actually buy something from Guild? You can just go to www.guild.com, register, uh, very quickly receive an invitation, and start purchasing right away. And that's g i l t dot com, right? Exactly. Great. Well, Tamara, thanks again for the time and, and really helping us understand, uh, you know, that actually it's it's so much data and, and there's so many opportunities. Sometimes it may be a little uh, daunting for some folks to figure out how to get started using it. But your uh, your story here is I think is very helpful. So thanks again for your time. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure to be on your show.